When is the last time you attended a slumber party with your girlfriends and discussed issues on your heart? Your host is Gina Glenn, who welcomes you to tonight's Mommy Jammies Night. This is a time for you and our special guests and friends from around the world to join in live. Put on a comfortable pair of jammies, pull up a chair, settle in with your favorite refreshment, and prepare to be blessed as Gina welcomes tonight's guest. And now, here's Gina Glenn. Hello and welcome to Mommy Jammies Night. I'm your host, Gina Glenn, and long time no podcast. We had taken a break trying to regroup, and I have some exciting news. Uh, starting in May, mid-May, right after Mother's Day, Mommy Jammies will not be a single once monthly nightly, but we will be podcasting once a week. So I just wanted to take the opportunity to invite you to our weekly podcast and to um, just gear up and get excited with me. So today we're going to just have a little bit of fun, something different. That way I could let you know that information and introduce you to um, a mom, another mom that I work with and work for. And her name is Lindsay, uh, Lindsay Stromberg. Hi. And she is part of the Talking Mom number two mom. Um, At the Talking Mom to Mom website, Lindsay is a stay-at-home, work-from-home mom to six children, 10 years and younger. That's amazing. Um, She homeschools, and she enjoys large family living. It says on her site, when she's not changing diapers, cleaning house, and cooking meals, she likes to binge watch shows on Netflix with her husband. So she is a real person. (laughs) Okay. And today we're going to talk about how to choose the right work from home opportunity for you. So welcome to the show, Lindsay. Hi, thank you for having me. This is fun. You're welcome. Yep. So tell I, uh, me a little bit about tell me a little bit about you and a little bit about what you want to talk about today. Well, I I chose the topic of working from home because that's what I do. It's what I've done for a decade now. And my husband always jokes that if I, if he took everything away like that we're doing, that I'm already doing, I would somehow find a way to create a business out of like the silliest hobby. (laughs) So (laughs) it's just somehow Mm -hmm. I have to make money in what I do. It's just how my mind is wired. (laughs) So, I mean, I I have a really hard time, you know, the whole um, fad of going minimizing everything. I can't mm-hmm. just throw anything out. I have to sell all of it. That drives my husband crazy. He's like, please just either throw that away or just take that bin of clothes to the thrift store. And <laughs> I have to sell it. I have to make money in some way, shape, or form mm-hmm. to add to the budget. Well, that's a good, that's a good way to be. I mean, you know, it's, um, you know, I'm thinking you could just throw it away, but or you could just get rid of it. But what a blessing to your family that you have that entrepreneurial mindset where you can look for an opportunity to um, bring extra income in. And the other things that, you know, when you have that entrepreneurial mindset as a woman, what that means for you um, as far as what you're teaching your younger, your other, your daughters about what they can and can't do when culture tends to put us in those boxes, you either work or you're at home and how um, I th- it's amazing that you're able to do both and do it well. So my yeah, hat is off been, to you that way. Oh, well, thank you. I've, I definitely got my entrepreneurial spirit from my dad, um, mm-hmm. but it has really, it, 
I guess it was set on fire by um, when my husband was unemployed and poorly employed for a good number of years in a row. Um, we moved around and we were trying to, he was trying to find, you know, a job that would actually pay well um, by mm-hmm. at all at the same time working just kind of here and there trying to just make ends meet. And so while, while we were doing that, it just kind of became a necessity for me to fill in the gaps with some sort of at-home income. And I have tried everything. Um, I I started out making Mm -hmm. cloth diapers. I didn't really even know how to sew, and I tackled cloth diaper making. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, And that's how, like, it all began. And that was when Etsy, you know, was just kind of coming up. And, um, you know, I started there, and it went from – doing I kind of expanded into like a larger baby boutique business and then by the time I had three kids I didn't have time to sit around and sew and um and to have sewing it you have stuff everywhere and it just wasn't Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. living in small spaces with three children (laughs) oh yeah I understand um, well and fulfilling if you're making I was making cloth diapers to order and Uh so fulfilling massive orders with three small children in a small space, um, you know, while my husband was at work was just impossible. So I ditched that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then um, fell into blogging. And mm-hmm. so it went, we went from, you know, handcrafting to blogging and that I had knew nothing about the online world, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just gotten a Facebook account, not even much, you know, earlier than when I started the blog. And, mm-hmm. um, just learned my way, you know, met people and learned, you know, how to make money blogging. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. after actually having a fairly successful blog, I took a few years off and did a direct sales business. <laughs> oh, wow. So what did you do for so, direct sales? Um, I've done multiple direct sales businesses over the years, uh-huh. but the one I found the most success with and the one that I took time off for was Esborn Books. Uh-huh. So I um, I sold Esborn books for a few years before stepping down from that position to now I am back at Talking Mom to Mom with Rochelle, and we are doing what we both love to do, which is um, we create uh, quality educational resources to help homeschooling moms. Yeah, um, it says you're the author of the ABCs for Godly Children Bible Curriculum and co-author yes. of It's the Heart, Not the Hemline. A biblical yes. unit study on modesty and some other things here: filling hearts with while cleaning homes, five-minute devotion, devotions for families. I like that because with your size family, that's about how much time you have for devotion. Exactly. <laughs> five minutes, right? <laughs> right. Okay. It's so true. <laughs> so tell me if you um, just going back. Um, well, first I do want to mention that on your blog you have some articles about uh, multi-level market, how to decide which of those opportunities is a good fit for you. And I will drop those links on the show notes on the page at mommyjamiesnight.com. But oh, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Going back up to Etsy. Um, so h- tell me, like, if someone was interested in getting started with Etsy, and you talk about it being, like, a great thing to do as a family, um, what – what kind of thing would you would you start with your the thing you like to sell, or would you research what's selling and then try to make that, or like what's a quick one two three for Etsy? 
Well, I wouldn't even just suggest just doing Etsy. What I think that people, if they're going, if they're going to go the handcrafted items route, um, mm-hmm. it's it's best. I mean, at least. So I, I'll, I'll explain this. This will give a little context for even what we're doing now. I actually have a startup business with my daughters that I've been mm-hmm. doing for the last year, and we make um, silicone. Have you ever seen the silicone beaded? Um, baby pacifier clips and toy rings. It's just little silicones mm-hmm. with like a rubber bead. And we make that and it's got some like wooden rings that hang on the toys anyway. Um, so we make and sell those. The way that we okay. started out was we started making them and at first we just showed them to friends and family who they, uh, um, they bought from us. And then we expanded out to doing like local vendor events and we did okay. a couple of those. And then now my husband's telling me, okay, well, maybe it's time now to put it on Etsy. So sometimes you got to work your way up to these things to see if you can, sure. get, you know, you work. I think you work out the kinks in your products uh, with family and friends first. You know, have a, mm-hmm. another person look at it and tell you what what um, works on it and what could be improved. And then um, if you get a little success at like a low Local vendor events are so cheap usually. I mean, I guess if you live in a big city, maybe they're really expensive. But I'm in a more rural area, and you can get a vendor table for $15 around here, and they're going on every single month. And so Mm -hmm. even if you just have a little bit of inventory, um, you can go and set up your stuff. And what happens is you get to meet people in your community. Sure, you may have a few – Hope, I mean, it would be great if you had a ton of cells, but usually you'll get a few cells, and then you'll be able to just get your name out. But you Mm -hmm, often mm -hmm. get feedback through that as well of you can see what – so you might have a few pieces of inventory, and you see see people touch different items more than others. And so you get, you know, a feeling for what might be more popular. And then Mm -hmm. when you go and do something on Etsy – then, you know, you can have a, a larger inventory through there. Some people skip okay. the whole local local vendor event, but I, I actually enjoy that aspect. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I think it would be a good way to connect with people in a way that you just can't get online. You know, if they find it in the search function on Etsy and they buy it, and you, but you don't get the joy of seeing them pick it up, ask questions. Um, so I could see where that would be a benefit. Um, in doing that. So I've always been curious about that. And doing it with my daughter, too, having that face-to-face time, she would not get that kind of experience doing it on Etsy. She's getting, um, you know, the social aspect, the customer service aspect, being able to be in person, Mm face-to-face with the customers. Yes. Now, I'm remembering, um, I don't remember the title of it. I'm so sorry, but I think you have an article about having your kids start their own business, and there might be, like, a little printable. Yes. Is that um, okay. We actually, yeah, we teamed up with um, Tana over at Proverbial Homemaker to provide that information. So I can I can share that link, too. And we okay, um, also have a line of tiny entrepreneur um, pro, uh, printables that, come, that we put out for showing kids uh, how to – we're just, the main goal of them is to kind of increase an in interest in a child mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. pursuing some entrepreneurial opportunities. I love that idea. We had a family business for a few years um, when my husband lost a job, and we developed an Amazon business where we just started selling our home, used homeschool curriculum. And oh wow, um, that it was yeah. I mean, it became completely self-supportive. We still couponed, <laughs> but. 
it did work. You know, I mean, it's a very profitable way to do a, a business. So, and it involved everybody. Everybody had a role in the business. And um, actually, the you know, the best thing about it was when um, he went back to work in his field and we wrapped up the business. We had residual income for a couple of years because our books were sitting in an Amazon warehouse selling, even though we weren't sending anything else in. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, those were great. So I'm wondering, though, like with Etsy, if you're not talented enough to do crafts, you're suggesting um, there are some options to design and sell some things yes. that you're not um, actually I, making. I mentioned, yeah, like there's some websites. Now, there's a ton out there, but the ones that came to mind were uh, Teespring and Cafe Press. It's mm -hmm. a, it's actually really easy to go on there and design a mug to sell or um, a T-shirt if you have a funny saying that you like. Um, and they okay. have they even have pictures right in there that if you want to get a little um, you don't have to be super techy. You don't have to have a whole lot of marketing skills because they kind of put it they put up the page for you and then you just share it with your friends on Facebook. I have never done that, but I have some mm -hmm. friends who have. And um, bloggers often do it and then sell those products on their blog. And basically, you don't have to hold the inventory. But mm -hmm. um, as people order, then the companies themselves send them out made to order. And nice. it's just, I guess I find there are just so many ways to make money, especially in the online world, that mm -hmm. it's kind of overwhelming, I mean, just to think of all of the opportunities there are. And it's kind of, yeah. I mean, if you're wanting to make money, you can make money. It's just be, you have to be a little bit creative. And it, you can usually find something that even works for your personality. So, like, where direct sales tends to work for someone who's more of an extrovert, mm -hmm. um, you know, you could do – there are other things where you don't have to be as um, outgoing <laughs> to be able to make okay. that kind of money. Yes, yes. So um, do you want to talk about – I know recently we had um, shared in your um, social media, I was reading about your medical transcription webinar that you hosted, and I had a lot of people, a lot of my personal friends message me and ask me more about it, so I'm anxious to hear about that. Do you want to talk about that next, or would you like to talk yes, about that? Yes, that would be great. Which, okay, that's great. Actually, well, that's actually one of those things that um, if you're – not a very outgoing person and direct sales don't work for you and you're not techie so blogging doesn't appeal to you and maybe you aren't very crafty or don't have time to do those types of things. Mm -hmm. um, something like medical transcription is actually a really awesome way to make money from home. I've had friends that have done medical transcription and have made a solid second income for their family without, you know, ever leaving their house. Mm -hmm. And um, my friend Deb Burns has been doing medical transcription for over 30 years, and she asked us to um, help her promote her webinar. She has a free one-hour webinar that she offers anyone that wants to join um, where she shares about her experience in med medical transcription over the past 30 years, and then she also um, explains how one can get into medical transcription and, and during that webinar. And it's just very informative, and you can actually go over to our website, TalkingMomToMom.com, um, and we can put a link in the show notes to sign up for the free webinars. The next one is May 8th. Okay. And that's the Talking Mom to Mom, the mom to mom is the number two dot com. Yes. So if you're listening, that's how you're going to find it. Um, 
Okay, so that good. I will put that information in there. I know that interests a lot of people, and you read about that, and I love that there's a legitimate legitimate way to learn more about medical transcription. So we'll put those links. Yes, it's a great. It's really a great opportunity, and I love the free webinar. It's such an easy way to get informed about how to, you know, get into it. And medical transcription does have a little bit of training involved, but. Mm-hmm. Honestly, a lot of these work from home opportunities involve some form of training at some point, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it just kind of that's how it works out. Yes, yes. Well, and it's necessary. And even um, the, any of the training you do for any of these opportunities usually translates well into anything else you do. So it's always a kind of a win-win to learn something um, in, in any opportunity like that. So, Absolutely. how would you know? Uh, Which of these is right for your situation and, I guess, considering your budget? Well, um, you know, a couple of the things that I didn't mention before uh, that are good opportunities, because we have mentioned multi-level marketing is one, and a lot of Mm -hmm. people kind of shy away from that. Um, because, you know, some people love it and they jump into every single multi-level marketing opportunity they can and kind yeah. of, you know, overwhelm their friends with, you know, Facebook messages, <laughs> asking for them to be a part of it. There definitely needs yeah, to be a strategy when it comes to that. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> you don't want to oversaturate your uh, private messages to people and then, them, you know, unfriend you because you're, you've gone too deep with, you know, pursuing mm-hmm. these multi-level marketing opportunities. Um, but so there, there is a way to do this, and you're asking about, you know, what works for your budget. Some multi-level marketing opportunities are really expensive, and then others are pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I remember when I signed up with Usborn, it was a $50 thing I think I got in on. It was a special that they did one time, and it was, you know, cheap. And so I just I jumped on the opportunity, and I actually didn't even buy one book until I was six months in because I wanted to prove to myself that I could really make some good income at it before Mm -hmm. spending any other money on it. And um, I think that is a lot of times how you have to approach these things. You have to make a budget, you know, Mm -hmm. sit down with your spouse and talk about, okay, what is the goal of what you're doing anyway? So are you wanting to be a career woman from home and build an empire or are you just trying to kind of make some money? Well, I mean, there are some women who really, you know, feel that way. And then, um, or, or are you just someone who is a needing to add a little bit of money to the budget or mm-hmm. B, maybe you just need some time to yourself. And this is, you know, a hobby therapeutic opportunity for you. So there's different things to kind of chat about to, to decide why you're pursuing this at all. Um, right. And right. I think that that's important to kind of outline at the beginning because it kind of sets the tone for the rest of what you're doing. So, and definitely come up with mm-hmm. a budget. I mean, don't drop $5,000 on something <laughs> without mm-hmm. knowing your purpose behind it and having a good game plan for where you're mm-hmm. going with it. So when my daughter and I started this um, little uh, business for her with the silicone beads, um, it was her Christmas gift, and we spent $100 for getting, you know, just a little startup, and we didn't buy any more until we paid for that. And I think that that's a really smart way to do it, especially if you're doing something on a smaller scale and you have to buy, mm-hmm. you know, a few materials just to get started. You know, set a budget for that, and then don't keep buying until, you know, you pay for that so that you don't get it out, don't get out of control. It's easy to get out of control. 
Yes. I, well, I know that one. And so you're just talking about reinvesting in your in your business. I think it's good to have yes. that kind of clarity and have a budget because that is where most people get in trouble with their business when they don't have those two things in place. And the clarity is going to drive the budget and the budget's going to keep it real because you can't just do it all. You know, when you have a budget, you have to learn to, um, the, you know, how much to reinvest in your business and how much time your time is worth and all of those things go into that. And it, exactly. it does help you determine if is it a hobby or I hear, I hear the term side hustle, which I don't like, um, but I hear, you know, is it a hobby or is it legitimate? I, I'm building an empire over here, so. I just love that because it, <laughs> it gave me like a go visual, a you know. <laughs> um, so you talked about what job will work best for your personality and skill set. You touched on that a little bit. And so I am um, introverted by nature. And so you're, I'm thinking like if you're thinking multi-level marketing, it would be harder for an introvert. I, I have seen introverts be able to do multi-level marketing and do it very well. So I don't want to just say – I don't want to okay. negate that. Um, I, actually, the person I was under in um, Usborne was very high up, was making a solid full-time income from her, for her family to the point that her husband actually left his job to come mm-hmm. home and work with her. And she was a total introvert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So some some people actually can um can be more extroverted online than they can in person. Mm-hmm. So if you um tend to build, you know, there's different ways to do um a multi-level marketing business and sometimes they can be done solely online and someone might be a little bit more more out, um outgoing online than they would be in person. So maybe just not to completely write that off. I do think okay. something like um, the medical transcription mm-hmm. is, you know, that's something, it's a very legitimate job. Um, but some people don't like the idea of a multi-level marketing job, even though you can make a very solid full-time income doing it. They don't like it because it sounds like some people have some negative connotations with sure. it, and so they might not mm-hmm. want to do it just because of that. And so mm-hmm. something like the medical transcription is a very legitimate job that they might like to do, and it would actually work probably really well for an introvert as well because I don't, you're not doing much with other people. <laughs> yeah, you can get over people really quickly. Even I know uh, working online is ideal uh, for me because it's not in person people. <laughs> Though you know I can I can I don't like crowds very much, but um, something like that it, which. You know, that removes that social aspect that sometimes is involved in some other things like blogging um, or even the um, multi-level or network marketing, I've heard it called, or going and selling your craft somewhere. So that would – but it would work for an extrovert, too, because I guess you could get your outlet in some other way. You just would have your set work hours where you're dedicated towards that, and then you'd have to get your social thing met some other way, just not through your work. Yes. Well, and that's just, that's, I mean, any normal job would be like that too, mm-hmm. you know, okay. I mean, where you go to work nine to five. So that um, if you, if you enjoy it, if that's something mm-hmm. you think that you could um, wrap your head around and enjoy doing on a day-to-day basis, then it's definitely a good opportunity. I have another friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this one, but do she does VIP Kid, um, and okay, that one yeah. you have to have a four-year degree for. But um, it actually pays a really good. Um, it's fourteen to twenty-two dollars an hour, and um, mm-hmm. you just teach English 
the English language online, and I have a very good friend who does it, and she loves it. So that's VIP mm-hmm. Kid. That one's um, – I've been seeing a lot of people talk about it lately. So definitely one to check out if if you have a four-year degree um, already and you want to work with kids and teach them English. So mm-hmm. it sounds like that's a pretty a great fun opportunity. Gig. Yeah, yeah, that would be um, a great way. I love that you can be home and be with your kids and serving in your home and still have a business. And I love that you um, – one of the little things you sent to me before our before we started our call was you said choosing to work from home can be very satisfying on many levels, but for you personally, for your personality, you needed something that felt like yours, separate from homemaking and homeschooling. And that's just such a really honest way of putting that. And there's no guilt in that. And I love that because I, I feel like that's what work-at-home opportunities afford uh, women. It doesn't just detract from those other areas but in a way can strengthen them because you have that thing that you can pour some of yourself into that feels like yours, if I'm understanding exactly. you pretty. I've, I've actually heard, I've, I've read some different blog posts and heard some different chatter online about um, that kind of puts homeschool moms down if they feel like they need something else than just being a, you know, stay-at-home mom that homeschools. And I know mm-hmm. women who are perfectly satisfied in that role but um, it really is just my personality. Like I said, my husband has told me that even if he stripped everything away that I have right now, and mm-hmm. I would somehow find a way to do that, even if it was just selling, you know, minimizing in our house and getting rid of stuff and selling it. I just, it's kind of what I just gravitate to. And it's something that I find um, enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So I I always, I liked sales, sales um, growing up. I actually, I worked at some retail stores and that's kind of where I, I started um, and I mm-hmm. just enjoyed that aspect and it just kind of morphed into <laughs> what I do now which is still in mm-hmm. marketing just in a different way sure. but um, I've, I've learned skills and what I um, throughout the time of blogging I learned mm-hmm. how to do graphic design and I learned some coding and at one point mm-hmm. I actually Rochelle and I before we did this we actually designed websites for a time um, mm-hmm. And that was something that I learned a lot doing that, and it was a way for me to pour all of my creative energy, you know, into something, and I find it therapeutic. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, there are many other moms that maybe feel guilty for wanting something else if they, because if you're a stay-at-home mom, usually you believe very strongly and you're convicted about staying at home with your kids, yes. and that's how I feel. Um, but it doesn't mean that, I can't do anything else. And I think that that's something that's very important to me that I actually, I find a lot of joy in working from home and there's some pride in that for me of, you know, I'm able to still, still do this while I, I'm taking care of the kids and taking care of the home. And really mm-hmm. with blogging, all you're doing is sharing what you're doing on a daily basis with the readers. <laughs> Sure, sure. And you make me friends. We just talk about what we do. So, like, I I had a recent post about how we make coffee. Like, we roast our own coffee beans at home. That's what we do. Yeah, I'm so doing that. I have an air popper, and (laughs) I just need to get the beans. Because I love coffee. I was like, I'm doing that because I love that fresh taste. And, you know, one other thing that working from home can do is a lot of times when you homeschool and you're at home, the things you talk to your spouse about are homeschool and being at home. 
And so sometimes being able to talk to them about the, this other aspect of your life, with your um, which they may or may not be involved in, is just another element that keeps you um, invested in a different way in your personal relationship with your spouse, which can be a, a really positive thing. So that is true. And, I, and that's not if you are going to pursue a work from home. Um, avenue, you have to have your spouse on board with it. Um, mm-hmm. You can't just do it without them being on board with it. And that's something that I have just found integral to my working from home is that my husband is very supportive to the point that, so you remember when I said we made cloth, di- I made cloth diapers early on. He actually uh-huh. designed my first um, pattern for the cloth diaper. Oh, I love it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's a guy doing that, and he didn't sew, but he, and we used that the whole, you know, three years, I think, that I did that, that one pattern that he made, and, mm-hmm. um, and he, right now, while we're talking, is huddling downstairs with the kids, trying to keep, you know, things quiet so that your listeners don't hear crazy kids <laughs> in the background and the dog barking, so <laughs> you have to have that support. <laughs> Well, and I just love it because that's real life. You know, that's just, that's how it is. So um, it's been great to have you on today. I thank you for sharing all your wisdom. And I learned some things about you I didn't know. So that was fun too. Um, For the readers, I want to make sure that you know on the show notes for mommyjammiesnight.com, I will have all the things that Lindsay referenced today in our talk. If you would like to visit Lindsay online. It's talking mom, the number two mom.com. And she and Rochelle have a lot of printables. They have um, really great articles, free resources. They have an online community on Facebook. Um, anything I'm leaving out? Yeah, just join us. <laughs> we <laughs> we do um, put out a, sorry, you caught me off guard there. No, we have a lot of um, freebies each month. And we also try and put out really um, solid curriculum. We actually have some really fun things coming up this summer that I would love for them to tune into because we've got some new lines of curriculum coming out that are really going to be an awesome addition. I'm using it in my homeschool and my daughter is just raving over it. So, oh, Well, maybe you can I'm, come I'm back and tell us about that too. Yeah. When, uh, when the yeah, I would love to come that. back. <laughs> okay, great. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank I appreciate you. you being on the thing. And um, let's see, anything else? Don't forget, Mommy Jammies Night is going to be once a week. How exciting. That's going to start May, uh, moving from May 13th forward. You can tune in weekly. And we would love if you would leave a review on iTunes or Google Play, five star on iTunes. And if you do that, shoot me an email, Gina at MediaAngels.com, and let me know so I can send you a little thank you. And thank you, Lindsay, for joining me today. Thank you. I'm so happy you joined our session of Mommy Jammies Night. Please drop our guests a line and let them know how thankful you are that they gave their time. And follow up with Gina Glenn on Mommy Jammies Night Facebook page and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network Facebook page. Or via email at Gina at MediaAngels.com. God's blessing upon you and your family.